Hello and welcome to episode six of the Younger Perspective podcast. My guest is a new guest. It's Nico. Hey guys. So today we are going to talk about Quentin Tarantino. Yep. His, his 10 movies that he's released. We're going to rank them. We're going to compare our rankings. But before we do that, we got we to gotta hit up our facts. We got to. Obviously. I picked out some three. Three new ones. Three good ones. All right. Let's start with the first one. Here we go. Um, before toothpaste was invented, some people cleaned their teeth with charcoal. I think I've heard that before, actually. But, like, how would that what? charcoal? Yeah. Wouldn't that make them black? They would definitely make them black. I don't. But was that like the style for toothpaste, like black teeth? Yeah, it was. <laughs> the blacker your teeth were, the cleaner you were. Yeah. Teeth. I, I don't know. I feel like that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, like sounds disgusting. Charcoal. Thank, thank God for the guy who invented toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I would not. That would not be. That's not better. pleasant. No. Okay, so number two, fact number dos, is the heaviest known lobster weighed forty four point six pounds. <laughs> that is a beast. Imagine how big that lobby is. Think about the person who got to eat that too. <laughs> they must have been so full. That, that's like so, that's like ten meals. Yeah. What's what's your what's the average lobster? Let me look that up. Like four pounds, I think. Lobster. Maybe no, like a pound. Uh, about five to ten pounds. Jeez. That's like your average. <laughs> the, yeah, that's, that's imagine like imagine cranking that up to like yeah. forty-five. Like seven, seven of those lobsters in one lobster. Ima- those that thing can take up your arm with yeah. its with its crusher. I'd be scared of that lobster. Imagine like going for a dive and you just right. see it like under a, a forty-four-pound lobster just sitting there, just just chilling. Oh, terrifying! All right, that's fact two. Last fact is a newborn koala is about the size of a jelly bean. Oh, that's that, so adorable. But like, how can you survive if you're the size of a jelly bean? Koalas are awesome. They are an incredible creature. But like, I feel like there's so many dangers. No, everyone's it. like, ah, it's too cute. I don't want to hurt it. Except like the predators. Yeah, except and, maybe a lion. A except, lion yeah, wouldn't really care, like I guess. Eat koalas the size yeah. of jelly beans. <laughs> All right, so those are our facts, and now we move into the the big, the main section. So, yes. I had watched all of these movies already. Yeah. I refreshed my memory on a few of them. Yeah. But I'm, pre- I'm pretty familiar with them. I like, I like Tarantino. I've always liked him. Yeah, I love him. Um, but I think I, my list, I'm very, I'm very proud of my list. I'm very proud of my list, especially because it has a pretty hot take. Um, yeah, I'm guessing like Hateful Eight is number one, but we'll get there. It's eventually. not, but yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with number ten. I wouldn't be surprised if we have similars. Yeah. Because mine is mine's Jackie Brown. Okay. Yes. What's, uh, what's, what's didn't your number like pitch? it. Well, what's... actually. My What's number, 10, number 10? My number 10 is Death Proof. Your number 10? You thought Death Proof was his worst movie? Oh, God. Can we just talk about the 20-minute car chase? Oh, come on. It's so him, though. I have Death no, Proof. I have no. Death Proof very high. No, okay. I... He is really good at creating suspenseful situations, but 
I, I just I could not stand 20 minutes of watching them like over and over again hit each other with a car. It's 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 him. It's probably I'd say it's his least known movie. Yeah, for but like, sure. I feel like it shouldn't be because it's it's him in his like purest form. Yeah, like it's the most it's definitely you know film, and that makes sense because it was one of his earliest ones. So it was like yeah. basically one of his freshest ideas. And you like, get all that you get all that good feet fetish. Right, you get all those good feet He's, fetish. What is up with him and feet? I don't know. It's a weird Dude, man. I, I googled it. I googled up uh, Tarantino foot fetish and like. A bunch of stuff came up. Yeah, it's like a thing. But yeah, but um, yeah, I I like that for Jackie Brown. For me, it was just like it's too normal of a movie. Like there's so? Tarantino aspects, but I yeah. just like when I watched it, I like it's a good movie. Yeah, but like it's compared to the other ones, it doesn't feel like it's him. It, it would be him directing it. I feel like it would be some average Joe director. It doesn't right. feel like a special Tarantino kind of movie. Yeah, I agree, especially because there's, like, very minimal violence in that movie. Yeah. Like, a couple shootings, and that's pretty much it. Like, I but, like yeah. the plot and, like, how it turned around a few times. But See, it was I, I just very I, long. For it was really movie. long, and I couldn't follow it that well because not only was there a three-way money exchange, but within yeah. the three-way money exchange, there were, like, other money exchanges. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty confusing first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, didn't like. I was like, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah, I probably have to. Like, watch there's it some again. good moments, especially with like Robert De Niro, right? Um, but like besides that, it's kind of just like like you should watch it because it's good, but you shouldn't watch it because it's a Tarantino movie. Yeah, and that's why that's why it's number ten. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So, what's your number nine? My number nine is going to be the first Kill Bill. What? Yeah. You have um, <laughs> yeah, Kill Bill I, two. My okay. volume two is my number nine. Um, the only reason I would say they're pretty close, obviously, because they're basically the same movie. But clip Kill Bill disagree. Two, disagree. I think they're very different. Well, I'd say Kill Bill two is better because it has the killing of Bill. But I think that Kill Bill one is just incredibly better because it like come on kill bill one is a lot it's just more classic like the ending scene with the 70 samurai or whatever that like that there's the the scene there wasn't a scene in kill bill 2 which was like equal to that well with her fighting the what the uh the lady yeah i I don't know the exact i think kill bill one's much better i think it's much more like well known i'd say yeah i mean like Kill Bill 1 did have those flashbacks to um, her marriage a lot, and I really liked that. And when it went to black and white. and Yeah. That was also really good. I also liked the music in Kill Bill. The music in all of his movies is fantastic. Really good, but especially Kill Bill. Because, um, like... Um, he, he, you know he treats these movies as, like, one? Like, as, they, as if they exist in the like, same universe? he's only making ten movies, right? Right. So he'll, and, but he treats those as one. So he's making one more. But I think he they're, I think, those... I think they're different in a few ways. And I like Kill Bill Volume Two is my number nine. Okay. How high is Jackie Brown? It's it's a uh, it's a uh, seven. It's Kill Bill seven. Kill Bill what? Two is eight for me. 
so it goes your go you go death proof then the two kill bills yeah okay my number my number eight is once upon a time in hollywood okay i completely respect that i just thought i watched it and i was like so excited for like this awesome movie yeah it's like and it, it, it was just like i'm not saying that it's probably the, the best movie production wise probably yeah. the best one like yeah appearance wise the way the movie feels yeah it's probably the best one. Like that's it won Oscars yeah. for that and stuff like that. Like deservingly so. And the performances were great. Yeah. But like honestly, it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was something being worth around written as a movie. Like there was just two hours of like, exactly. Just absolutely nothing for like a thirteen-minute action-packed ending. Yeah. Like I'm not saying there's great parts to the movie. There's great parts to yeah. all of these movies. But I just feel like Sharon Tate's character didn't mix well with. Like, didn't have any sort of connect. Like, I don't know. The movie was around her. Yeah. But I feel like. And Brad Pitt's character didn't, like, change at all. He was just the same dude the whole way through. He but just... Brad Pitt did pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, awesome. Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt. I mean, but, but like, I'm talking about in terms of the writing of his character was just kind yeah. of basic. It just, I mean, I watched it and I was like, you know what? That's, that's all. I mean, it's all right. It was like visually appealing and all that because it's like, yeah. really, it's a really, br- it's like a bright movie. The flamethrower. Like oh, the, man. Yeah. The I mean, feeling of like these, this, like, I think it was 80s Hollywood was really cool. Yeah. And there's some great moments, but I just think that he does a lot better writing wise in other yeah. movies. That's why it's number eight. And your eight was Kill Bill. Kill two. Bill 2. Yeah. Just, uh, still not a great movie. The thing I didn't like about the Kill Bill was like he created two whole movies about like the most basic thing. Person wants revenge. Person goes on, you know, a journey to get revenge. It's like a very basic archetype and I don't I think he can But do it much wasn't better. a basic movie. Like he broke very this, this was his breaking barriers movie. Kill Bill. Ah, uh, Pulp Fiction was never mind. It was it's but it's kind of like classic right for him um and i just i think kill bill 2 i think i think it was like a lot worse than kill bill 1 in my opinion but i can see where you say it's like a classic archetype and like a lot of these aren't like classic archetype movies with all the plot twists especially in these other movies kill bill was pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. but i also think that the action and kill bills made up oh Awesome. Plenty of. Yeah. Um, uh, number seven? Yeah. That's going to be Jackie Brown. That's Jackie Brown's pretty high on your list. The, to- uh, the reason I'm putting it there is because of the dialogue in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ordell's, all of Ordell's dialogue, all of Jackie's dialogue with the cops. It's just so like, like you want to keep listening to it. Even though I didn't really know what was going on, it was just like, these people are serious. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a pretty seriously well written movie. Yeah, but it doesn't have the Tarantino spice. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's... But I think all of these movies are are decently written with dialogue, especially the dialogue is just so awesome. And yeah, all of these movies. Um, my number what is it? Seven. We're doing my number seven's Hateful Eight. Oh, oh man! Wait, please explain. Please explain. Yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with me saying hateful. No, I I know, I know, but I I don't understand why everyone hates it. It's drawn out. It's the whole entire movie. Like I like I love the hateful. I think it's a great movie, 
But uh-huh. the, for the length, and it's not the version that I watch is not even the extended version. So it's right. not the full version. Me neither. I didn't watch the extended version. Insanely long. And there's moments where I'm like, okay, I'm really bored at this point. Yeah. And then it picks up again, but then it drops again. So like there's not a lot like of things that can bring me through that and like push me along. I'm like, oh I'm not looking forward to this, I'm not looking forward to this, if that makes sense. Right. After you watch it, like the second, like I'm not interested in, like I'm not gonna put the hateful eight on again just because I know it's two and a half, two and a half, forty five, two two hours and forty five minutes of just like it's great dialogue in that. My like, great suspense. My argument there would be, it's late. Maybe in the middle, sure they spend a lot of time in the haberdashery, not much is going on, but. Chapter five, I think it is, when they go back and they show how, you know, these these other characters got there, Mowbray and, and Gage mm-hmm. and all those guys, how they got there, what their plan was, like, completely throws you for, for a loop. You see Channing Tatum for the first time. It's like, yeah. why is this guy there? And then chapter six just draws it back together, like, so well. And then, like, the ending of that movie is just, just, it's just. It's it's so like as you'd say Tarantino, but there's some really uncomfortable moments in this movie. Yeah, like like we're really uncomfortable. Like which ones? Like the like the vomiting blood? Not even no, not even that. Like the um Excessive when Samuel Jackson talking when his character Samuel Jackson talking about. Oh right 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 to the Confederate guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uncomfortable, but, but like Tarantino style. Like, exactly. I like, it's good, but like it's just long and like not a lot going for it besides yeah. the fact that it's long. Yeah, and then but but the subplot of like who who poisoned the coffee, and then the the scene where I forget the the Mexican guy is playing the piano. It's just so like the way he creates suspense is very good. It's yeah. very good in all of his movies. Like this one, especially just because the setting, I mean, the the setting, it's not like a beautiful movie. Though. Oh, no. It's, it's the just, it's pretty, pretty, like, compared to, like, Once Upon a Time, like any of his other ones, it's not very colorful. Yeah. Um, It's, like, literally set, you're literally in the haberdashery for 80% of the movie. And I yeah. just feel like it can't, like, if you're in a single kind of room for a two and a half hour, 45 minute movie, it just can't. Yeah, I understand. Boundaries the one like setting other thing. movies can. Yeah, I mean, it would have been maybe it would have been cool to see some of like maybe one or two people survive. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I mean, it's good. It's just long and kind of it is pretty long, boring at some points. But but it's better than it's still good. So like, yeah, number seven. So what's your number six? My number six is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, mine's Kill Bill 1. Okay. I think, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Kill Bill 1 for a lot of reasons, just because it, it feels kind of like, it's not his first movie at all, but it feels kind of just like a classic movie yeah. to me, especially since because um, the bride's character is just, I think she's like probably one of the better characters that he's written, just because yeah. she has three hours three and a half hours of like movie time compared in between the two movies yeah and, and i think honestly it sets it up better 
in Kill Bill 1 that he, like, finishes it off in Kill Bill 2. Yeah. Um, and, like, the ending action scenes in Kill Bill 1 are just, like, outstandingly like, yeah. awesome. Like, the way it transitions between black and white. Like, he does that a few times in his movies. Between, like, Death Proof, he does mm-hmm. black and white to color a few times. And I just yeah. think that he's the only one who can pull stuff like that off. And yeah. like, that's why I like Kill Bill 2. But the classic thing, going back to that, like you think, like you find that to be a good thing, but I just think like that's so unlike him for him to create a movie that's based on such a basic plot archetype where, you know, you have movies like, uh, well, like it's like basic hero's journey stuff and mm-hmm. it, like, it's appealing sometimes, and he can do that with a lot of his movies and expand on it, but I just didn't think he did it that much. I see where you're coming from, from, like, the basic plot points, but there's, like, but there's, like, that's, like, the the, the base, but then where he builds off that in, like, the characters, and like, the dialogue and the action and Kill Bills yeah. are just, like, really good. So that's why yeah. I have Kill Bill one. That that's my number, my number six. Yeah. All right. It's my number six. All right. So what's your number five? My number five is Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is that low? It's not that low. It's halfway. But, like, it... okay, my number five is Death Proof. Oh, my gosh. That's so... Wait, wait. Tell me why you thought Tell Death Proof is better. Tell me why I better... Death Proof. Like, yeah. I what... honestly wouldn't even, like, the number five and number four can really be switching here. I just think that Death Proof is just him in his rawest movie-making form. And, like, there wasn't a moment, like, you might be like, okay, like, the car chase might have been drawn out a little too much or something like that. But, like, the moments where, like, the first 45 minutes you're introduced to these characters and, like, Mm -hmm. you learn a little bit about these characters and, like, the details that he puts into these characters and then he just kills them off in, like, the most goriest form. Yeah. And it was, like, so good. And then, like, Kurt Russell did an amazing job playing this guy, Stuntman Mike. Yeah. And then you just come with these new characters and you learn new things. And then he transitions between black and white randomly for no reason. But you feel yeah. like there is a reason. And I just think that it's a, a very underlooked movie. I really, um, I really, I really liked the first half of that movie. The first half was good. I liked those characters. I think that the, the Julia character was really, really good. And I thought was, Butterfly was good too. She Butterfly was good. Butterfly looked like my mom, so I was a little creeped out because she was like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, the the Juliet Butterfly character, both of them really good. And then how they interact with um, Stuntman Mike, and then they bring in these like new characters who, but they're just badass. They're 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 badass. You, they're, the Zoe Bell plays herself. Yeah, I know. I know. But there's there's nothing like there's no nowhere near as much like development and but that, explaining that's of the you characters. Know, you know how it goes like literally straight to the ending. Yeah, I feel like this was him just being like, you know what, I'm gonna do whatever I want with this movie, and like I can see where people don't like think it's like not his best, but I could also see where like you appreciate like I appreciate it like more than a lot of his other movies just because yeah. it's just so random and I just feel like it, it kind of works. Yeah, That's why that's just, I have it pretty high at number five. I would have much preferred a story where the, they don't die as early as they did and like 
maybe like they invite him to a party of theirs and like it just keeps going on with that story because I was really drawn to that story. But that's where I feel like that's where I feel like the normal story would go. And then he just takes this other direction. And like the way the, Uh, the gory scene or like like the brutality scene went where he replayed each person's death. Yeah. Oh, it was really I thought it was Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. That that's yeah. very him, yeah. Yeah. I did. But what what was your number five again? Pulp fiction? Why Pulp, you fiction. Pulp fiction so low? Um because not because it's it's like it's it Pulp Fiction is we're now, in my opinion, in the category of like S tier, like unbeatable movies. And so Pulp Fiction, I guess, is just the worst out of all of them, but it has nothing to do with it being Pulp Fiction because it's an incredible movie. It's just because I think there are four more amazing movies than Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I have Pulp Fiction pretty pretty high. Um, I just think that this is like his child, <laughs> this movie. Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, if you go back to like Once Upon a Ta- Time in Hollywood, which has not great, like, writing and characters but has great production design and appeal like visually and then like you could it's like it's everything combined i feel like and i think it's just like really good the way each and every character interacts with each other and the way it like mixes around um time time wise yeah like i just think that's really good but i'll I'll, I'll talk more about it what i didn't i didn't like about pulp fiction was that samuel l jackson finds god what why find god yeah yeah he 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 holds off from shooting the guy because of because of god well i think that he that was that's that's part of it cuz jules's character is just I, I love jules's character um but like he has this like divine intervention moment right yeah and like he it's... the way he sees it is that god stopped him from being killed so that he would go have a different life and then remember he said he would quit um, doing like I don't know, gang-related violence and stuff, um, and so he didn't kill him because he he thought God told him not to. What if? But well, wouldn't it have been so cooler if he said so much cooler if he said all of that stuff, and out of the blue, classic Tarantino, just just laid him out, just laid him out, shoot <laughs> both of the robbers, like that would be so awesome, and just like. Complete BS. He like puts the gun away in his pocket and he just walks out of the store with Vincent Vincent like nothing happened. Like that that is where I would just be like, all right, Tarantino, you've outdid yourself. But like having a calm and like like oh lollipops and butterflies, I I'm I found God and and I'm I'm saving you. I just uh, seems yeah. lazy. I don't think uh, I don't know. That's good. What do you think's in the briefcase, though? Uh, money. I don't know. I have no it was, idea. It was glowing gold. It has to be something. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's got to be something gold super bars. valuable, but it may be gold bars. Maybe. All right. Um, um, number four. Number four for me is Reservoir Dogs. Number four is Django. Oh, I'm. I yeah. I, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Django is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I feel like the most comparable movie to it, or the similar, I feel like Inglourious Bastards and Django are the most similar movies on this list. Um, uh, yes. 
definitely. Both revenge fantasies, both have this wild ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Django is worse um, for a few reasons. Um, one, story-wise, it's not as, like, it's totally different than from what Nazi Germany is, like the Western or like slavery. I feel like the world building in Glorious Bastards is better. Um, I feel like characters in Inglorious Bastards, while some were developed more, I feel like you could connect with each and every one of them and be like, this is why I like this guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Django, Jamie Foxx's character, like he wasn't like he wasn't like my favorite protagonist. Yeah. Like I like I love Christoph Waltz's character a lot more. And like Leonardo yes, DiCaprio's character, how sure. evil I feel like was written better. I don't think I don't think that has anything to do with how the character was written. I just think Christoph Waltz is the best actor yeah. to walk this planet. I don't yeah. I don't I think he's the best actor that I've yeah. ever seen. He's pretty crazy. He's insane. Um, but I also think Tarantino writes writes the character around Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he definitely it's, he establishes friendships and and acquaintances yeah. with these. He knows he Christoph knows who Waltz. he's casting when he yeah. writes these movies. Yeah, so he can write them the way like the character would play. Yeah, I think every time he writes a Christoph Waltz character, like it's going to be perfect. It's very formal, so but a, just an absolute dog of a human being. Just like very so much power in each of his lines. Yeah. And, um, um, but yeah, I, I'd agree with that's fine putting Django at four. But Reservoir Dogs is at four for me because um, I just I think Django is better. I, I, the, the, so Res- Reservoir Dogs is his very first movie, right? And like, I just feel yeah. like this is such a great start to his career in so many ways. And I think the best way to start a career is creating characters like this. Cause this movie is all around characters and trust and stuff yeah. like that. And I feel like each and every one of his characters is like, like they're classified by like Mr. Pink or Mr. Yeah. Orange or stuff like that. Yeah. But they're also classified under different kind of personalities. Yeah. And the way they connect with each other. Yeah. And I just think he does that the best in Reservoir Dogs. So Reservoir Dogs is my number three. Okay. Uh yeah, I really, really, really liked the the uh, plot. What, are we allowed to talk about like like what like plot twists and everything? Because people who are watching yeah. this might yeah, work. you can talk about plot twists. Yeah, I just love the Tim Roth plot twist where he was the cop and and he. I, looks, I saw that coming the first time I watched it. Yeah, and he I looks he looks the other cop and oh, you did you guessed it? I guessed it. Wow. Um, but, he looks um, the other cop in the eye, like as the other cop is getting murdered, and it's it's so powerful. And then he has to shoot the lady in the car, and he's yeah. a police, like he's supposed to be protecting her from people like that. It's just so You're like his powerful. character is like written just so like, so well, yeah, yeah. And like you can tell he's like when when they go back in the movie and they show how he's getting trained to be an undercover you know, gangster, it's just like, he's so yeah. scared. He's so scared to be doing what he's doing. And, and that's why, because he gets, he's shot. just so innocent. And then he yeah. kind of like goes on this decline. And then we see Mr. White, like try to protect him. And then like yeah. the music in this movie with, um, stuck in the middle with you, that scene. Was yeah. So good. It's so good. And hooked on a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so good. Music. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. 
But nope. yeah, I had to put Django at three because I not usually in you know a one for like love stories, but I think the fact that like his life was so so utterly bad, like just in chains mm-hmm. for most of his life, enslaved. The fact that he can find that one person that made him happy, and like that's what the whole movie he's trying to get there, and like. And while he's doing that, he's shooting racists. Like, it's just what looks better than that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, I, I also love, I think, I think the best music in this movie belongs to Django. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Goes, it goes back from, like, like, music from, like, I don't know, the early, like, the early 40s and 50s. And then it comes back to, like, like 2010s yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. And I think what, it just works so well. What's, what's the song they play after Django gets to pick out his outfit? And they both ride on horses together. That's like, like one of the best yeah. scenes in a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's, and then it's the, um, so badass. And then the funniest, the funniest scene in that movie is the Jonah Hill scene. The Ku Klux Klan. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's just sniping them. Yeah. Yeah. Or when they're, are, they're, when they're arguing about their, their head, their head yeah. rags. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, Jenny did a very nice job. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we make them better, we do it right. Right, I just think, and then Jonah Hill's like random appearance. I think yeah. he's a le- he's hilarious. If you need anyone to just like make your movie funny, it's Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. Um, so those are number threes, and then what's your number two? My number two is Hateful Eight. Okay, my number two is Pulp Fiction. So that means we have the same number one. Inglorious Bastards. Bastards, obviously. So but, good. Yeah, it's it's. So so good. So good. Best Um, movie I've ever seen. Why do you love The Hateful Eight? You have it at number two, which is... Yeah, like, as I said, the the subplot of The Poisoned Coffee, uh, the, like, the whole, like, he, you didn't like the drawing out, but the scene where, um, John Ruth tells, um, what's Samuel L. Jackson's character's name? Um, let me check. I have it right here. Okay, maybe I don't have it right here. I have no clue. Well, when something, something. When he tells um Samuel L. Jackson's character to put his gun down when he first meets him, and like, you, and it's just like a minute of him walking to the rock, putting it down, and walking back. That's like the epitome of. A Tarantino movie. Yeah, like, he dropped them out on purpose, but yeah. like in that movie, I feel like he like cornered himself in this in this one setting, and I feel like he couldn't go very far. So that's yeah. But I think that that one setting thing was really good for like the the whole North versus South thing, and how they had mm-hmm. to separate the haberdashery into yeah the North and the South, and how they had to eat together at the same table. Like, it's just so, like, if I were in that situation and I, I was had to sit and eat a meal with someone who oppressed me, like, it's just, it's so much more powerful than a, a death proof, which is just like, what? Like a guy driving in a car for 20 minutes trying to kill somebody. Well, that's part of, like, Tarantino, since all of his movies are just so, so vastly different. Yeah. And, like, yeah, um... They're, they're just all different. But I have Pulp Fiction super... I have it number two 
because like it is Pulp Fiction. Like it's it's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, it's his most um, famous movie. For yeah, sure. and for very good reason. It's yeah, every there's not a scene in that movie which what should have been placed there. Yeah, the every every scene, scene is perfect. Every dialogue is perfect. Every yeah. character is cast perfectly. Yeah, John Travolta plays easily the best character of his life because yeah. all the other ones are bad. Yeah. Um. I think this is probably one of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson performances. Even yeah. like, even though he doesn't have that many lines, he's just perfect. Bruce mine Willis was, mine was definitely job. hateful eight, but okay. Um, Bruce Willis does a great job. Yeah, I just think it's just it's just, it's kind of like a perfect movie. Yeah, but it's not as perfect as Inglorious Bastards. No, nowhere near. It's oh my god! Every scene gives me chills in Inglorious yeah. Bastards. The scalp cutting scene. I mean, the opening come scene. on with the, the opening scene. Oh. And oh, the opening scene and the and the bar scene that's underground are yeah. two of my favorite scenes ever. Little anecdote: I fell asleep the first time I watched Inglorious Bastards during the bar scene, and I woke up when everyone was getting shot, and I was like, "Damn it! What just happened?" <laughs> oh my god! It's so. It's like the the tension, the way he like does tension and everything those scenes, is so tense. It's just crazy. And yeah. then like they figured out that he was British from the way he held up three. Yeah, which is it was just oh, it was so good. Yeah, like oh, yeah. like I could watch that movie again and again and like and then, not get bored. Yeah, he's like he's like oh, Christoph Waltz is like oh, little Maximilian and blah 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 blah, and then yeah everyone's so sympathetic because the guy's having a son and then boom, the guy gets killed. Mm-hmm. And Chris- so Christoph Waltz in this is just insane. So good. Like, unbelievably. Like, he won Oscars for both this and Django, but this is definitely yeah. better than his performance in Django. Even though both are definitely, really yeah. Um, Just the way he controls every scene he's in as, like, even though he's, like, a shorter guy. Yeah, even he when just... he's even when he's the one that's, like... He still holds that confidence in the end when he has to yeah. strike the deal and he gets away and like, but he's still like his normal, like very sure of himself, very upright, very good posture mm-hmm. and everything. It's just, yeah, that character is really, like, really you feel well like written. he's just a character who would never lose. Yeah. And then like the way he ends it is that he yeah. does yeah. end up losing his like, uh, like his head, his forehead basically. Yeah. basically. I feel like that was great. Yeah. Like we feel like a like we end with a little bit of rejoice, knowing that this evil character yeah. that we've hated and loved at the same time is finally getting what he deserves. Yeah. Can we? Oh, can we talk about how stupid the woman was for going to check on Frederick after she shot him? What was she thinking? She didn't check on Frederick. No, no. She she shoots him. Yeah. She, she shoots leaves. him, and no, no. She walks over to him, and so he can sit up and shoot her like she she shoot she shoots him like once maybe twice and thinks that he's dead from that and he just easily takes out a gun and shoots her and they both oh die. yeah i know okay i thought you were talking about um bridget von hammersmark you're talking about oh, no, no, no. the other one uh, yeah i don't know the name of again played by that french actress yeah right she plays emmanuel yeah manuel in- yeah manuel yeah yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I think that she did such a good job in this movie too. Yeah, I just like, like yeah. that part like the way he like have died. 
rewrites history is so good. Yeah. Like, why? As this is coming from a Jew. Why do you got to kill off the Jew? They they were they were they were so <laughs> they were so oppressed already. Like you you had to kill off the Jew. Well, they're like all Jews. All of the bastards are Jews. Yeah. The, oh, she was so close to making it. She oh, makes yeah. one stupid mistake and gets shot. Yep. You just wants to see that. You just want to say, yeah. get that victory. Yeah. I, but she did kind of get victory, though. Yeah, really. she did. She burnt down a theater full of Nazis. I exactly. mean, that's pretty awesome. If there's yeah. a good way to die, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. Well, there, there's the top. There's our Tarantino rated. But yes. I think we have time for questions. All right. Um, so I think there's a few from our loving audience members. So we'll start with Mora. Thank you, Mora, for this question. And she just comes straight out the gates running. All right. With what, is, what is the meaning of life? Which, oh, God. This I don't know if we're going to answer that. Jam-packed question. What is the meaning of life? I think there's no meaning to life. I think humans think the meaning of life is to procreate and to have children and stuff, but I can't answer that question. No one yeah, can answer I think, that question. I think, like, like, if you ask, like, what's the meaning of life for a deer to live yeah. 10 years and then die? Like, hey, Mora, no it's to not die. That's the meaning. Yeah, to not die before not die. you're destined to die yeah. or whatever. Um, but no meaning? Is that That's my final answer, I guess. Maybe, maybe satisfaction or, like, you know, happiness, pleasure. Yeah, I guess it's a good good point the way we've created life or like the way humans have made life to be is like we got to make the most of what we have and like be happy all the time and by the way who says that there was a meaning because like if there is no divine being that created us then there's no meaning but if there is a divine being that they obviously put us here for some reason but there's not but yeah i as as an atheist myself i don't think there is Exactly. So no meaning. That's no meaning. Yeah, no meaning. Okay, next next question is from Leah. Thank you, Leah. Um, and it is... I don't, I'm just going to read this and let's see if we can figure... If you could be any type of bird or any person on Earth, which would you choose and why? That's that's too easy. I would be, a, I would be an eagle. But, but if you could be any type of bird or any person... Oh, or any person? What, <laughs> what a weird question, any, Leah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I read it, like, three times. If you could life. be any bird or person. So, my, my choices are any birds, any type of birds, ranging from, like, a chickadee to an eagle. You'd be a vulture. Person, or, or any person. Have ever. you seen a vulture? They're so ugly. You would get yeah, no would lady vultures. But Leah, if you're asking if I would rather be any bird or any person, I'd rather be a person. Yeah. I'd probably I'd probably like it, to live a day in David Dobrik's body. Yeah. The guy owns cool. a flamethrower. Any person. I would want to live in Jeff Bezos' body. Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> and then quit. Well, yeah, there's and a certain point. Donate of... half my money and then live with the other half. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain point of richness where, like, you don't need to, you don't need to choose the richest guy. Like, there's a certain point of, I'd say, after someone has maybe five hundred million dollars. Yeah, you're set. You're, you're you set. could literally do whatever you want. There's exactly. no consequences. 
But, like, I'd also want to choose someone who's just, like, well-loved. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. don't like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Except for um, the fact that he's taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I would probably be... Who's, like, a well-liked... Like, Timothy Chalamet? Oh, you'd get so many ladies! Yeah, and he's just got to figure it out. Yeah. Like, he just seems like he knows what he's doing. If you Can you do me a favor? If you become Timothy Chalamet, can you hit the gym, please? Yeah, <laughs> And like eat I'll try, food. I'll try. I'll try. Eat I'll food. Try okay. Um. But yeah, there's your answer to that. And then another question. Casey asked a few. Okay. So I'm gonna choose one, and I'm gonna. I guess. What's your favorite bug? <laughs> um. Uh. It's a weird question. Uh. What's my favorite bug? Well, what's what are I'd what are say, classic bugs? I mean, it's it's a weird answer, but I'd say a bee because we kind of need them, right? We don't yeah. need any other bugs. I feel like a ladybug would be pretty like like my yeah. favorite type of bug where I see that and I'm like, oh, I like that, like a ladybug. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing too many bugs, and I'm not, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it, I the other the other re like I respect the bee because like nobody wants to screw with a bee. No one wants to get near a bee. A lot of people are afraid of bees. I respect the hustle. Yeah, and they they just know what's up. They 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 don't they don't mess around. Yeah, they and and they're pretty important to you know yeah. like life. Have you heard about these giant Asian murder hornets? Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. What a name! Coming. Of course, they're coming. What a to... name! And then, have you seen? Did you see like the cicadas are coming out of the ground? Yeah, this is awesome. What a That's year! Awesome. Twenty twenty, man. Twenty twenty is really pulling it together. Yeah. Um. All right, and then the last question is from Marshall, and I think it's a pretty solid question: ravioli or tortellini? Tortellini, no question. Tortellini. Um, I feel like you can put more stuff in ravioli. You can you can put whatever you want in ravioli. That doesn't. That's not going to make it better. Tortellini just, you just like stuff in, it. in like those little shapes, and you're like, eh. tortellini is the kind of stuff you get at those lunches. Like, you get tortellini at school lunches, right? I think given the right ingredients, you could make ravioli better. But I think in general, people don't make good ravioli. They yeah, there's fill some it ravioli with like where I'm weird. Like, you know what? Cheese. This doesn't really work. Yeah. But yeah, Marshall tortellini all the way. I think they're both pretty good. Um, but that's. That's all we have for today. All right. That's all the questions. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Here. Thank you for listening. Uh, good night and goodbye. See you guys.